People Show. We are glad you're with us. As always, thanks so much. Hey, don't forget, we got a cigar dinner coming up in a couple of weeks. Two weeks from today, as a matter of fact, our first cigar dinner of the year. We're going to be at Ironwood Golf Course in Sussex. Please come by if you are uh, interested in this. Tickets are still available, but they're they're limited. I, I haven't even checked today. I know last week there was like eight left, so maybe they sold out by now. But if you're interested in golf, dinner, and cigars, and sports talk, and stories, and just a good time, uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's one low price. I think it's like 50 55 bucks for the whole thing. Nine holes of golf, dinner, drinks, and cigars. And the cigars alone are more than the value of the ticket. So come on out and enjoy yourself. We have a great time doing these things. It's our first one of the year. It's our kickoff event, and all you got to go do is go to TobaccoOutletPlusGrocery.com. That's TobaccoOutletPlusGrocery.com. Joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy Andrew Wagner is here. And uh, you can f- read his stuff over there on uh, Twitter at by Andrew Wagner. Drew, what's happening, man? Beautiful day to mow a lawn, Bill. Beautiful day to mow a lawn. Yeah, I got to do that at some point because my lawn is already going to seed that quick. It's it's like a, every three to five days it needs to be cut again. So you're reminding me of that. So uh, I guess Freddie Peralta is probably sitting at home mowing a lawn today. Uh, sore shoulder, stiff shoulder, whatever you want to call it, but uh, never good when you have shoulder issues this early in the season. No, it, it's definitely not. And, you know, it could very well be just a little blip. You know what, you guys – Guys have tightness from time to time, and, and it could just be a short-term thing. But you kind of look at the bright side. The fact that they're able to just say, yep, we're going to put him on the IL, means that they are confident that they have pitching depth behind him. Obviously, you never want to lose a guy off your roster to injury, no matter who he is. And that goes double when it's an incredible talent like Freddie Peralta. But when you have just kind of a ridiculous surplus of pitching, there's kind of a silver lining to this because they can say, you know what, don't worry about it. You know, it's like Omar Nabaya said yesterday. It's too early in the season to go out there and try and be a hero. Tell him it hurts. Go on the IL. Get it checked out. You know, miss a start, maybe two. Um, and that just buys you more strength and more time come October when every pitch and every inning is going to matter. So right now we don't know what the what the outcome of the MRI is right now no one was thinking it's anything serious but they have some flexibility where they're able to do this and just kind of jump the gun and say you know what we're not even going to risk it we're just going to hang you up for a little bit go relax take a breather let this thing heal because we want you at full strength so let's uh one of the, the things that we were discussing today was Lorenzo Kane um what do you do if anything about Lorenzo Kane, he just seems to be struggling mightily right now. Yeah, he is. He is just not there at the plate. Um, but the thing is, he he does offer a lot um, defensively. He offers a lot on the base pass, and he offers a lot in the clubhouse. Um, Lorenzo Kane is the heart and soul of this this team. You know, you look at this particular era of the Brewers, the Craig Council era so far. You know, I know Lowe came in here, uh, you know, two years after Council and, and Stearns came aboard. But, but, but since he's been around, he's the heartbeat of the team. You know, he's the soul of the team. He, he's the guy in the clubhouse. Everyone kind of rallies behind him. You know, Willie, Willie Adonis, obviously, he, he's got that energy. He's a spark plug. We show the same way. But Kane is just that quiet, steady leader. And, and guys look to him. Guys gravitate to him. Guys follow him. 
Um, they're not getting rid of him. You know, I'm, I'm going to put that out there right away. His playing time will probably go down. Tyrone Taylor's making a hell of a case, um, you know, for more playing time. Uh, but, but Lorenzo Cain is a part of this team and a very important part of this team, and he's just not going anywhere. The, uh, the the need of a stick, uh, we talk a lot about it, about at what point do you think uh, that uh, David Stearns probably goes out and adds another bat, right? And I keep saying, look, I, I don't think he's going to do anything until we get right up uh, against trade deadline, maybe a week ahead of time. But right now, I think you just want to see if this team can do it once they're healthy, right? Absolutely. And listen, the Brewers, for all the talk about needing a bat and their poor offense, uh, they are number five in the National League in OPS, or excuse me, number three in the National League in OPS, the number five in all of baseball. Uh, from a batting average standpoint, you know, they're number nine, but we all know now that average is not, you know, what it used to be. Uh, top five in on base percentage, and they're number two in slugging percentage. Uh, in terms of runs scored, they're right up there near the top. I think they dropped down to, to yeah, fourth place, you know, with that little bit of a dry spell against the Braves. Listen, the Brewers' offense is doing just fine. Um, you know, obviously, you always want to go out there and, and get someone else, but where are you going to put them? You know, what what, are, what is it that you're looking for? You know, it, it's, at this point, you know, you're six weeks into the season. The offense has shown that it's pretty damn good. Um, and like you said, once everyone's healthy, uh, the sky's the limit with this group. I, I think this is exactly how they've anticipated it playing out. Um, what do you like about this team right now? Let's get let's get into that. We've seen Christian Yelich obviously bring his average up over the last couple of weeks from about 185 to mid-250s. Narvaez has been hitting the ball a little bit better. Rowdy Telez has given you some. But when you look at this team, you say, other than just Josh Hader in the back end, is the strength just the pitching or are things starting to matriculate in the offensive side of, uh, of the baseball? I, I think, and this is kind of a bigger picture type thing, I think what I like the most about it is, this team is the first team since Stearns took over that really kind of encapsulates his vision of, of how to win and how to build a winning roster. And I've said this, you know, plenty of times, you know, the goal is for, to not have the best team going into a season or the best team at the end of the year. It's being able to put the best team on the field on any given day, regardless of the matchups, which is why that whole mix and match strategy um, has become a centerpiece uh, of this David Stearns Craig Council era. And I think you're seeing that because obviously you're counting on guys like Christian Yelich to carry to carry a big load, and rightfully so. Uh, you're looking at Rowdy Telez to swing, you know, the big bat, same with Hunter Renfro. But you have guys at every spot in the order who can do that on any given day. You have guys at every spot that can hit for power, that can hit for average, that can get on base, uh, that can move guys over. Uh, you also have guys at every spot in, in, in the in the defensive field who are good defensive players. You have probably the best starting rotation in baseball back into the bullpen locked down. They're still figuring out that middle relief role. I, I just like that it's a very it's a very consistent team for, from top to bottom. Um, it, it's they're going out there and playing to their strengths and they're playing to expectations. And I think that's what I like the most about it. The uh, when we were sitting here talking a little bit earlier about the possibility of trading somebody to go get another bat, and now depending on the size of the name and the bat, um, are you giving up? How many pieces right now? Because uh, a couple of years ago, you looked at the minor league system and you thought, you really don't have a lot. You don't. There's not a lot there to trade. How much has this uh, minor league system over the last couple of years bounced back? I think a great deal. Um, and, and it doesn't get 
a lot of the the recognition, you know, in, in the the rankings, be it MLB Pipeline or Baseball America, or wherever. But everyone knows the Brewers have good talent in their system, um, and a lot of it's at the lower levels right now. And and there's a reason for that is they have such good talent at the big league level. Um, obviously, you want to you know draft and develop absolute studs, um, but right now there are no holes to fill at the big league level. You know they are they are pretty stacked up there. Uh, if you want to look at it from a prospect standpoint, in a way, Keston here and Luis Urias are still young prospects. You know they're getting their first taste of full normal seasons uh, coming up, uh, and they're still kind of getting their feet wet and adjusting and growing into their roles. But which you've got veterans just about everywhere else. You're going to start to see guys like Bryce Terang, you know, get their first looks. Uh, Garrett Mitchell kind of fell back a little bit after an impressive, you know, first year in minor league ball. Meanwhile, Joey Weimer is starting to light things up at double A. So, you know, it's slowly but surely you're going to see these names climbing up the ladder. But the Brewers do have a great deal of really, really young talent in the low levels of the minor leagues. And you start to see guys, you know, at the big league level, kind of age themselves out of the Brewers' plans or price themselves out, that's where you're going to see this next wave, you know, come in and hopefully recycle this process. Talking with Andrew Wagner, you can read his stuff on Twitter at ByAndrewWagner. Now, the opposite side of the coin, what is not working right now? Other than Lorenzo Cain, can you look at a guy like Brent Suter, who's had a couple of rough outings? Can you look at, uh, you know, a couple of the guys in the field? Although Rowdy Telez has played far above what everybody else is being paid for. I mean, that guy's been an incredible find just to be able to bring him back and give you his power numbers and his OPS as opposed to, say, the likes of Freddie Freeman and all the other uh, first basemen that were out there on the market. He's played well. But give me some areas where you got some concern. You know, real quick on that, you mentioned Rowdy Telez, and you mentioned the obvious things, but I think something that's getting lost with Rowdy is just how solid of a bag he's playing at first base. I mean, he's been really good over there. You know, a lot of this has to do with Rowdy's getting a chance to play every single day, uh, which he hasn't really had much in his career. It's a short career, but he hasn't had that much. So he's been a really steady player on both sides of the ball, and I think his defense – has gone under notice. A lot of people don't recognize defense at first base, but that is a really, really big thing of it. Speaking of defense, and to answer your question, the defense has been a little shaky as of late. You've seen a lot more errors than you're used to. I don't think it's anything to be concerned with because it's still a very good run prevention squad. And the middle relief, um, and that's something that that always sorts itself out. You know, right now it's not costing them too many games. Um, it, it may be blowing a little games further out of the water or making them closer than they want to be. But, you know, it, it is impressive to see Trevor got kind of going in there and, and, you know, establishing himself in that role. You'd like to see it a, a little bit more out of Hobie Milner. Um, when Jake Cousins come back, that'll help a little bit. But right now that's, that's their biggest weakness. And, and yet they're still kind of cruising through their schedule. So if middle release is your biggest weakness, that's a sign that your team is playing some pretty damn good ball. Anything else regarding, say, a, a guy like Colton Wong or Urias? And, and we know that, uh, you know, you've got some guys that are going to be coming back as well, obviously. But the fact that these guys near the top of the lineup, and Urias specifically since he came back from injury, they've been good. Colton Wong's had his up and downs, but they've been pretty good. And Christian Yelich is starting to hit the ball. Do you get the sense that this is becoming comfortable? And is how big of a pickup and an asset has Andrew McCutcheon been? Oh, Andrew McCutcheon has just been – you know, very rarely, and I, I asked Craig Council about this last week, and, you know, it kind of poo-pooed me as usual. But, you know, yeah, obviously you have something in mind when you sign a guy. 
and they saw something in Andrew McCutcheon that they thought would fit. But very rarely do you make a transaction that pays out in every possible way uh, that you can imagine. Uh, they signed Andrew McCutcheon to be primarily their designated hitter, to fill in occasionally uh, in the outfield when needed, and to be a good guy in the clubhouse. And, and they are getting all of that and more. He produces every time he comes up to the plate. Uh, just a veteran professional hitter who knows how to approach an at-bat, uh, who knows how to look for his pitch, who knows how to work the zone in his favor. Uh, it, when they've needed him to play defense, he's shown that he's still got it. And you cannot put a price on just his presence around the rest of that team. Like, it is just – that might go down as one of the most important and unheralded acquisitions of David Stern's time in Milwaukee. It's just – it's paying off in droves. How much money do they go out and spend to come the trade deadline? If they're in it, they're buyers, and they feel like this is their legitimate shot. I mean, it depends on what's out there. You know, the, the good thing is, listen, the, the most valuable asset for any contender at the deadline is always, you know, starting pitching draws the highest price. Brewers don't need any of that. Uh, you'd like to add an impact bat if it's out there, but there's no – immediate need to get an impact bat. I mean, there really isn't. Obviously, you want it. It would be an attractive thing. Be great fodder for the show. Make great for headlines and web traffic. But you don't need it right now. You might need it in two months. Um, you can also look at it as if, if, if they don't make a trade for a bat and Locaine has a hot month, um, that's, all, that's like picking somebody up, right, without having to give anything up. Um, so I just... You know, they have pieces they could deal with. You know, Corey Ray, who's been kind of trapped there in the minor leagues, he could be on the block. Um, but I just don't see a big blockbuster-type acquisition coming in the Brewers' future, barring, you know, colossal injury or some sort of unforeseen meltdown. They're in really good shape right now. And they'll still do something, but there's no pressing need where they got to go out there and push all the chips to the table like they've done in years past to, to get that one – make or break piece. Hey, before I let you go, how much credence do you put? I mean, like there are some that are saying the Brewers are leading the division. They're not pitching great. They're not hitting great and they're playing really bad teams. So therefore that's, that's the product of them playing bad teams. I've always said, look, you got to beat the bad teams if you're going to have a good season anyway. So who the hell cares? Cause you're still in first place. You're still 11 games over 500 and we'll know once you get to better competition, obviously this road trip is going to prove that you'll know once you get to better competition, but how much has this been the product of bad teams versus the Brewers playing some pretty good baseball? I, I, you definitely have to take it into consideration. But like you said, you gotta, you've got to beat those bad. There are 162 games. Everyone plays the same amount of games. Everyone, for the most part, plays the same opponents. The Brewers can't help that the schedule has been kind to them right now. That means there's going to be a daunting stretch coming up at some point. They will play those good teams. But you, you build yourself some breathing room by beating the crap out of the bad teams. Um, you also get better just by playing every day. So producing against bad teams will help you in the long run. And it's just the way it is. Now, yeah, they've benefited from a, a favorable schedule. But at the same time, you've got really good players on the team. And I think sometimes people forget that this is not the Brewers of yore where, you know what, you have one chance like you did in 2008. Okay, just going to go out there, fight for a wild card and see what happens. Or 2011, going to lose Prince Fielder at the end of the year go out there, bet the farm by getting Grinky and Markham and whomever else and make a run. 
this is the culmination of several years of building and, and acquisitions and adjustments. This is a legitimate team that is going to be good, and they are going to beat the good teams even if they haven't played them yet. Good stuff, buddy, and we will talk again soon, okay? All right, enjoy the cigar dinner and get out there on the uh, on the bike a little bit today. It's a gorgeous day for it. Yeah, I'm going to actually, I'm heading down to Alpine Valley. I'm going to ride down there later today, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. No doubt. Can't beat it, my Push friend. Up, Can't bud. beat it. Enjoy. All right, talk to you soon. There you go, Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com. You can read his stuff at by Andrew Wagner, at by Andrew Wagner over there on Twitter. Find him there as well. Joining us on the hotline, this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends over there at New Male Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the border. Call them one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Also by our friends at Bud Light. Don't forget, Wednesday night, it's back. Wednesday night live. This coming Wednesday night, it all gets going for real. 6 o'clock, the gates open. 7 o'clock, the music starts, and it's free of charge to get in uh, i believe cars are gonna be like five six bucks motorcycles are free again this year but uh, check out our friends over there uh, rebel grace uh, this coming wednesday night out at uh, the state fair park and the budweiser pavilion brought to you by our friends at bud light more of the bill michael show coming up this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network today but back at it tomorrow our buddy joey and the whole gang at amanese's roadhouse they got their bocce ball leagues up and running if you're looking to join do something different a lot of people play golf bowling leagues lawn bowling bocce ball they're looking for bocce ball leagues also they're looking for help uh if you uh know anybody or you yourself are looking for a little extra cash they're looking for cooks servers bartenders you name it uh like many are uh, you can almost walk into any place right now and, and pick up a, a pretty good paying job. But there are places, there's a couple of places that, that work with us directly. They're really good. I mean, the tips are really good. <laughs> People can make a lot of money doing that almost professionally. Um, whether it's our buddy Gino down at Calderon Club or uh, Joey out here in Waukesha with uh, Albanese's Roadhouse, man, there's a lot of good places looking. So don't forget, stop in if you're looking for some extra cash or summer's coming to the uh, Hint Hint College Kids. The college students that are looking for some extra work, there are some good places to go. Check out our friends at Joey Albanese and Albanese's Roadhouse on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, right next to Menards. 877-867-1670. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Mike Clemens. Some more Packers chatter to kind of end things today. Uh, Mark says, uh, what are your bets tonight on the uh, on the game with the Heat? Tonight, you know, uh, Tyler Hero not playing. Celtics are down two games to one. Miami is good. Celtics spent a lot of time whining and complaining. But you've got, you know, Jimmy Butler's got a knee issue. There's they got three or four guys that are going to be questionable going into tonight's game. I, you got it. You just get the feeling like Boston should win this. So if I have to be a betting man, I would probably bet on Boston tonight. Seven points is the spread tonight. Right. Uh, but. It's like every time you think, I would bet on this, it, the opposite happens. That's so, and Yeah, right? And Boston got 
kind of humiliated in that last game uh, in Boston. So I'm going to take Jason Tatum to, to have a big game tonight. Jimmy Butler to be off a little bit. The Celtics are going to get a five-point win. They're not going to cover, but they get a five-point win tonight. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Celtics, and then tomorrow night the Warriors are in Dallas. Do the Warriors close it out in Dallas tomorrow night? Because they look like from the beginning, I've thought if the Bucks made it, it would be a really tough series between those two. But the Bucks don't cover the three well, therefore the Bucks may get to the finals, but. Ultimately, the team that shoots the three the best, which is the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, probably end up winning the title. I'm not going to I'm not going to shy away from that. I, I think the Warriors are going to win the West and they're going to win the title. The return of, of that team healthy this season, all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. I, I just when, when you look at Steph and Clay and Andrew Wiggins playing really well and Draymond Green, obviously, and. And the, the emergence of Jordan Poole from right here in this area out there with that team. And Kevin Looney's playing well. I mean, I just, there's, I, I just get the sense that that's the team to beat. They don't go hugely deep into their bench. Steve Kerr doesn't go deep into their bench, but man, they've got enough, barring an, uh, an injury to Steph Curry is the straw that stirs the drink. Let's be honest. He's their superstar. So I, I just feel like. Golden State's going to be the team to beat, and they're going to walk away with a championship. So everybody else is playing for second. But the Celtics are just so inconsistent, and they cry and whine so much. Um, I just get the sense that it, uh, the Heat the Heat won't win tonight. The Celtics will win tonight. I think the Celtics win the series, but Golden State's going to be waiting for them, and Golden State's going to blow them out. Might be one of the easiest championships ever. Just my thought. Ben? Same, different, what? What, the games tonight or the rest of the playoffs? Just in general. Just just what I spoke of. Yeah, I get the sense it's the Warriors' year again. I, I'm not sold on any of the Eastern teams. However, I do think Boston wins comfortably tonight, and they don't ship it in like they did. But I like the, the Heat are just not that good of a basketball team. And I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm crazy for thinking that, but I've watched them enough, and like they keep winning. But I feel like they win because they expose the other team's flaw well, more than mm-hmm. themselves being great, if that makes sense. But, yeah, the Warriors are back, and it feels yeah. like they're going to win. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. I, that's just my thoughts on it all. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We come back. we got a lot more with our buddy Mike Clemens. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. They are Wisconsin's best canvas and upholstery cover provider. And if you are a homeowner, a business owner, if you are a boat owner, uh, there's no reason not to look and say, this is the guy for me if I want to get something fixed, like, say, my office furniture, uh, a bimini top, a travel trailer cover, uh, anything like that, anything of that realm, maybe a canvas that goes over the awning outside of your business, something of that effect. Call them, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Tell them we sent you as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more. We're going to have Mike Clements joining us. That is coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at MKE Brewing. Are you heading downtown? The rooftop patio is going to be open. Overlooking the downtown area, the Pfizer Forum, all that kind of good stuff. Check out MKE Brewing on 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee, and all the new brews that are about to be launched as well. Joining us now, our good buddy Mike Clements from uh, NFL Serious Radio. Joining us uh, on the hotline. Michael, how you been, pal? Pretty good, Bill. How are you? Doing well. So uh, let, let's start out with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting ready for the match and uh, the fact that uh, he's not going to be at the OTAs. Tom Clemens doesn't seem to think it's a big deal. Does it matter to you? No. You know, I thought I'd heard uh, maybe Tom mumbled something about Aaron might report to one of them. Uh, the match is on June 1st. Mandatory minicamp is about six or say, six or seven days after that. I saw Aaron on with the guys from TNT on the NBA during the playoffs yesterday. Uh, and I thought it was funny, you know, when people find out, oh, you're, you're the guy that covers the Packers for the Bill Michaels show. Yeah, yeah. The first thing people say, men or women, is what's the deal with Aaron Rodgers' haircut? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. I go, I don't know. I mean, well, you know. The corduroy coat, you know, and then and, and the long hair to go up there and accept, you know, another MVP. And and so it was funny to see Charles Barkley giving him the business yesterday. Like, man, there's no such thing as a man bun. And then, you know, Rogers came back and attacked Charles, you know, golf game, and, and that was that. So uh, I have an interesting thought about this, though. And that is, you know, in the big picture of Aaron Rodgers' story, I said this to a colleague on the sidelines at the rookie mini camp, because um, it was like Thursday, and it was I was watching for some Brewers stuff uh, on the local TV news, and then after that, Entertainment Tonight came on, and I was in the office working, and all of a sudden, like the second story on Entertainment Tonight after the Johnny Depp trial was Tom Brady was going to be starring in a movie with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, and I just thought. Tom Brady, man, I mean, he, and the whole story is how he's retired for 40 days and he came back. And on Entertainment Tonight, like one of their top reporters is talking mm -hmm. to Tom Brady about his wonderful wife, Giselle, and his family life with the kids. Now he's going to be in a movie. Um, you know, he was retired for 40 days but decided to come back for football. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a TV 12, all these other projects that are going on. And then, and I said to somebody, I said, you know, Tom Brady's like, he's, he not only wins the seasons, he wins the off-seasons. You know, right. uh, that, uh, and uh, like three days later, Fox announces, yeah, we've just signed Tom Brady for when he stops playing football to a 10-year contract worth $375 million. And then I just saw a thing the other day that next season, you know those celebrity roasts they used to do on Comedy Central? Right. Yeah, they're going to bring those back to Netflix. Tom Brady is producing those, and he's going to be the first subject to be roasted on a series next spring on Netflix. You know, uncensored, you know, with a panel of people just ripping on him. And meanwhile, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers. Let's see, Shailene uh, has officially dumped him, even though they were together at David Bakhtiari's wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a year ago at this time, he wanted to be the host of uh, – Jeopardy, and he lost out to that woman, that Kevin Gershon, that guy that you know we, we met in L.A. from Entertainment Tonight. He said right. they were they were going to hire a woman, and it goes on and on and on for Aaron. You know, it's, it's um, you know he had some sponsors drop him. 
then this story pops up over the weekend that he didn't go to Jordan's wedding, his brother Jordan's wedding. Right. You know, it's just like it's a tale of two two guys in terms of what they're doing. And, you know, that's that's Aaron's life. He wants to go to Switzerland and learn how to how they make clocks in his free time or play in the match with Brady. That's great. But it, you know, who's winning at life? That's, I find that an int- to be interesting at times. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you, I know he always wants to be this, you know, he, he kind of, you know, he's just hanging with Tom. Remember that he was just wanting to kind of be like Tom, so to speak. But yet, it, you you said it. I mean, every time you turn around, you look at Brady, he's got some kind of positive PR press, and Aaron Rodgers can't seem to get out of his own way at times. And even when he does and tries to do something good, like when he was going to make the donation back to, you know, the, the, the territory that was burned so badly and the wildfires, then his brother derails him by saying, oh, by the way, but you can't call your parents when their house is about ready to burn down. Yeah, I mean, the, it's just... the fires in Plainfield, just north where we stayed for Super Bowl 50 in Sonoma, that's just down the road from his his hometown of Chico. And Aaron Rodgers donates a million dollars. And 15 minutes later, his brother's on, like you said, tweeting, saying, yeah, how about you call mom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and so people say, well, what do you guys care? That's Aaron Rodgers' private life. We just care how he is at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm with you. I'm with you. But also understand that these guys are competitors at everything in life. I mean, they really are. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is interested in moving on with his real estate life. You know, he's, he's got he's got all kinds of holdings. He's actually helping other players about here's where you how you invest your money. That's another thing. Aaron goes down and is on a stage about six weeks ago with Serena Williams uh, talking about Bitcoin. And he says mm-hmm. the way to beat inflation is to invest in Bitcoin. Have you seen the Bitcoin's gone down 30% since they had that convention? Right. <laughs> you know, it's just, just, it's like, oh, my God. It, it just sort of goes on and on and on. So mm-hmm. just an observation. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, I did want to make a, a – you know, I saw the, the tweet prior to you coming on the program. By the way, we're talking with Mike Clements from uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio and our uh, Green and Gold Insider. But uh, it, it everybody that's on that special teams unit where it failed so miserably in that uh, NFC playoff game, looks as if they're not here anymore and things have been revamped and, you know, they're trending in the right direction. And, you know, minus Devontae Adams and MVS, you, you know, you've, every all your other contributors are back and it looks like things have gotten straightened out, so to speak, right? On that block punt where you got your back to the wall there, to, to the end zone, and the 49ers, I just looked at their depth chart. Jordan Ellis, the guy who blocked the punt, six foot four defensive end, the 49ers wisely put him right over Stephen Wortel, the long snapper, who's really not an offensive lineman. He's a tight end who can snap the ball. So Willis won that battle because of his weight, his size. He just And he went right up the middle and blocked that punt. Corey Bohorquez, gone. They, they signed mm-hmm. a new penner. Uh, you had Oren Burks, who was actually lined up at left guard for some reason, uh, he's gone. He, he actually he signed the next day with the 49ers. When it became clear that the Packers were not going to sign him anytime soon, he was going to sit mm-hmm. on the shelf like Kevin King waiting for the phone call. Like that. He's gone. Henry Black, who'd done some pretty good work from time to time as a spot guy, as a safety, and on special teams, he was supposed to be the personal protector. He didn't even look inside. 
he took up off the left-hand side because they were thinking all coverage, not protecting the punter who was standing in the end zone on that punt. He took off. He's gone. They're not bringing him back. And the special teams coordinator, Mo Drayton, gone. I mean, anybody involved on that block punt play, no longer with the Green Bay Packers. I'm the positive Pete right now. Yeah, yeah, that guy, <laughs> positive Pete. Yeah, yeah, they're all gone. And, you know, yeah. and, and it, it's reminiscent of, of, the, of the muffed uh, kick return uh, on the onside kicks against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, guys lose their jobs in Green Bay. I, uh, I I like the fact that uh, they obviously have made moves and they've gotten deeper. I still I still find it interesting that the rest of the world seems to think that they're a, a lot less of a team than what they were. I know there's some uncertainty in some areas, but bar, like I said, barring the Devontae Adams and the MVS loss, you, this team looks to be about the same. And if anything, they got deeper on the offensive line, provided David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins can both come back and play, provided that uh, Robert Tanyan is able to come back and play. And I think the defense has gotten stronger. I don't know where they got a lot weaker, Mike. You know what I mean? Well, uh, when it comes to wide receiver and trying to replace the number one receiver, by the way, that's another interesting loss for Aaron Rodgers that it's clear Devontae Adams that even though Green Bay offered him more money, no, I, I want to go play for the Raiders. I, I want to move I, well, family decisions and all that. You know, Devontae Adams wasn't hanging around another couple more years for Aaron Rodgers. He moved with his life to the Raiders. You can't replace the number one receiver. And so you got Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. You drafted Christian Watson. You'll see if Dubs can help you out. Um, and then you sign it, Sammy Watkins. And I listen, Jason Vrabel is the receivers coach. Very impressive discussion we had with him about a week ago. And his experience with Sammy Watkins when they were with the Bills. And so, you know, he, I think he's assured that Sammy has improved on his catching abilities uh, over the years and, and his football IQ because Sammy's been through two or three different offensive coordinators or had to learn playbooks. And so they think that, you know, if he can stay healthy, he can help. When people talk about, well, what's left for the Packers? Julio Jones, there's nobody left in free agency. I want to remind folks that if Goody brings in another receiver, he's sitting on some other roster right now. This is the team that, that solved their inside linebacker situation with Devondre Campbell. Remember? I mean, he's mm-hmm. the guy that got you know yeah. forgotten by the Cardinals. Here's a team that neat when Jair went down week four against the Steelers, they picked up some guy named Rasul Douglas, who just went out it was outstanding, led the team with interceptions, they got signed a big contract. So I'm telling you, there's another receiver out there somewhere uh, on an on a pro personnel board on somebody else's roster right now that at some point someone's gonna make a mistake and release the guy or they'll be able to make some kind of a deal for him. And the Packers will bring him in, and that's how they'll supplement what they've got so far at wide receiver. Amari Rodgers is on notice, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vrabel, his receiver's position coach, said, hey, I don't want to hear any of this crap about, well, since they signed Randall Cobb, it sort of had Amari you know, take a step behind the line. He goes, there's no excuse. The job is there. It's in the waiting. Now he's, the kids had a whole full off season. That always helps year two with these guys to build up, to get into the system. And so they can, you know, they can, you know, this is, Amari Rogers is on notice that 
they expect him to be a performer this year and you know forget about a lackluster rookie season. My concern is uh, in terms of the perimeter of the bill, though, is at tight end because you're not going to have Robert Tunyon. you got 37-year-old Mercedes Lewis, and then, you know, the guys behind that, are they're just guys. They could use one more body to get the season started at tight end. Plus, they've got a new tight end coach because Justin Newton went out with Hackett to the Broncos, so they got a new guy named John Dunn who's a tight end coach. I've got some real concerns about tight end right now. Hey, real quick before I let you go, um, the report is that uh, the wide receivers coach says that Amari Rogers, best shape of his life, ready to come in and just get the job done. D- what did Amari Rogers do in any shape last year that made you go, oh, this is the reason they drafted him? Experienced football player, you know, grew up with football uh, and, and articulate. And, and you thought, well, this could be like a budding knew Randall Cobb. As a matter of fact, you know, he knew Randall Cobb as a kid growing up because his dad was Randall Cobb's coach in college. So an impressive start. And then you saw him at this time of last year, the way he ran the routes, you know, taking passes from Jordan Love, et cetera. But, man, you kind of got into camp, and then you see muffed returns in practice when it came to returns, you, and then Randall getting in there. Uh, and, you know, the depth that they had at that position – you got into September, and pretty soon it was like musical chairs. He was just on the outside looking in. Uh, he had a couple of drop passes, what looked like a couple of missed assignments, and he just fell further and further back. He also got hurt. And that's why, it, 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 you know, by the time he got to October and they got Randall Cobb going before Randall had that injury, scoring the touchdown uh, against the Rams at Lambeau, Amari Rogers was just like, you know, we're going to redshirt him. You know, we, we can't trust him. He's not ready. We're in a battle. We've got other guys that are stepping up. Uh, and and that's, that's the way his rookie season went. So it's, it's a clean slate, you know, and, and he can start by tomorrow uh, by impressing these coaches that he runs better routes, he understands the playbook better, and, and frankly, the concentration is, is higher. Mike, always great to chat with you, buddy. I will uh, talk to you soon. Enjoy the OTAs, and uh, we're going to talk more down the road for sure, okay? Thank you, Bill. All right, pal. Talk to you. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clemens joining us uh, on the hotline for a couple of minutes. Talk some Packers football and some behind-the-scenes stuff and good stuff from Mike, as always. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And uh, as I've told you time and again, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they offer six different lines. Other companies um, are offering, you know, one or two. Uh, They offer six. Six different lines of windows. They offer two vinyls, one impervia, which is stronger than fiberglass, three different styles of wood windows, contemporary to traditional. They can change the hardware. They can make it fit your home, the interior, the exterior, roll screen, slider windows. They've got so many innovations, so many different things, plus financing to fit your budget. There is so much out there. All you got to do is make your home more economical. Save money by spending a little money. They always say you, you get what you pay for. Sometimes the deals are too good to be true. Just ask one of the other window companies how that's going for them. Pella, Pella is reliable. Their, their installation is fantastic. They back up their windows, back up their installation, and they got a life, uh, or they've got financing to fit your life and your budget. So there's no reason not to call our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to 855-Pella-WI, 855-P-E-L-L-A, 855-Pella-WI. Again, that's 855-Pella-WI, or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Dot com. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap things up coming up next to the Bill Michael Show.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. segment before we get out of here and uh, I got a really nice letter and a guy named Josh who said uh, they had spent thousands and thousands of dollars over the past couple of years treating some of their properties and um, he ended up uh, taking my advice he called our friends at Milwaukee bed bug pros uh, they have properties and they had uh, issues with uh, some roaches and he said I didn't want to tell people but we did we got a couple of complaints he said and uh, obviously we wanted to do preventative they took the advice, and they called Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Now, these guys are up in Houstonsford, but uh, they called them 414-877-5811. Said best money he ever spent. No complaints, no problems, and all the people, all the tenants in his buildings, extremely happy. 414-877-5811. So whether it's commercial buildings, properties, tenants, what have you, or just your home and you want to do preventative stuff, I do it once a year. I want to get rid of the box elders, the stink bugs, uh, if there's any ants, as ants start to build the anthills around the houses, um, I, I get rid of all that stuff. They're they're fantastic, man. They really really are. And bed bugs, obviously, that's in there. That's in the name. So if you got them, maybe you travel a little bit. You brought them home. You went to one of the places far away, and you came back into the country, and you went, ugh, yeah. You don't want that stuff. I'll tell you that right now. And they do it discreetly, and they're just good people. Four one four eight seven seven fifty eight eleven four one four. 877-5811. Again, 414-877-5811. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Um, well, we've got a little bit of time before we get out here, a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, we going back to, it, it, Ben, you make the comment that it's greatest shape of his life season. You hear that about just damn near everybody, don't you? Oh, it's Come, my, I've worked out hard this offseason. I'm coming in the best shape of my life. It's my favorite time of the football calendar. I think it's at like most he's got all the tools. The example I think about is Devontae Parker when he was on the Dolphins, him and Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill every year going into it. They were supposed to be the next Brady and Moss. And then they played more like Brett Hundley and whatever traffic cone <laughs> was catching footballs from him. <laughs> whatever traffic cone, uh, which I agree with, by the way. That was me. I uh, take yeah, it it's, it, it's no, it's, I get it. It's every year. It's best shape working out, does this, does that. Uh, what you just need to see is the results on the field. I go back to a couple of years ago when Rogers came in and uh, the, uh, he, he looked different. He looked better. And one of the things that he had stated was it, he didn't do a lot differently Um, you know, via his body as far as eating and all that kind of stuff. We all know he does the cleansing and everything. But he said he took a real interest in working on his legs. He got a trainer that worked on his legs because as a quarterback, and and they've all said this, Marino has said it, uh, Montana has said it, Terry Bradshaw has said it, Troy Aikman has said, once you lose your ability to get out of harm's way, once you lose your scramble, once you lose that late, late game, that fourth quarter ability to be able to throw the football and step into a throw because your legs are weak, it's over. It's time for you to hang it up. And and Rodgers took a lot of interest into working on his legs. So, um, you know, hopefully again this year, same thing. He made it happen and kind of go from there. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Also, side yeah, note, Amari Rodgers yeah. is 22 years old. I don't know when 
it, it, it's like surprising that a 22 year old is in the best shape of his life, but ugh, right makes me feel worse about myself. I could say that because <laughs> uh, my body's in complete shambles today. It's well, it's I was going to say walk. coming into football season, though, I'm sure you know your golf game and your body, and you're going to be in the best shape of your life, right? Bill, I went bowling on Friday, and <laughs> frankly, I haven't been able to put weight on my left leg since. <laughs> I, I am, went bowling. I'm effed up. I am disheveled. <laughs> my left leg's terrible. My right drinking elbow is shot. I mean, I played golf then <laughs> yesterday, so now my back's tight. It's a disaster. It's Your never, what's tight? Uh, my back. Oh, I thought you said something else. My hip. <laughs> All right, we're back at it again tomorrow. We'll clean the slate <laughs> until we talk again. Time for us to go. Have it going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.